1: G'shawn, Jay, Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
2: <laughs> There's so many favorite parts of that video he showed you on understand ESPN. radio. that's not funny anymore. You got, to drink you got all water. the
3: laughs out of it on Friday, okay? No, I'm it's, so you, it's you, when you I'm went so cross-eyed, key, that That killed me. Okay, enough. <laughs> we got enough out of it. He's, he's had it. Now,
4: I'm, I'm so glad Pat did not post that. Because uh, the internet would have had a field day with that.
3: Keyshawn J. Will I get, What do, <laughs> do you mean, grow by up? progressive grow insurance. Up.
4: Obviously, no.
3: The internet doesn't scare me. And nobody
4: said the internet would scare you. I just don't want pictures out there of you.
3: Well, the internet the- is idiots anyway. <laughs> now, I said it, and you're part of the internet, Jay. Okay. All right. Jay has takeaways from this weekend, Key. I don't care about his takeaways. 888-SAY-YES. fumbles to everyone. What? 888-SAY-YES. I hope to the it. internet goes after you, Jay. 729-3776. <laughs> if internet comes around be for mad everybody eventually. Should...
4: Be mad at Jerry for the video. I didn't do anything. I'm just over here watching it.
3: Look, guys like Jerry. <laughs> guys like Jerry. Well, Jerry's not on the show anymore. Yeah, I Jerry's off the show. A, I have a theory. Jerry no longer has a job, Key. Jerry and Pat, you know, they do this together. Oh, yeah, you know so, Pat's behind uh, everything. Yeah, right oh, that. my God. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. the maestro. I, that's okay. I didn't do anything. There's no, like always the
4: guy that did it. The guy, I didn't
3: do anything. Oh, you did, yeah, it. I oh, you did yeah, it. I didn't do anything. Mistaken identity, though. You've got okay. no proof. Pat's go got the it. camera
2: set up across the street like this is The Wire, and you're in the park with <laughs> <told>, like Marlowe <laughs> <laughs> trying to do a deal. I
3: told, I told Pat, mistaken identity, up and down Massachusetts through Connecticut, up the new york state line, philadelphia, they are going to put it all together. You got to keep an eye, eye on him, Keith. Yeah, you got to keep an eye on him. Hey, got a mistaken identity. You can't pin any of that on me. <laughs> they going they going to have him they going to have him locked away for about 4 years before they find out it wasn't him.
2: Pat Costello. I know how these things cop. go.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, look.
2: KJMs presented by Progressive Insurance. Jay, you have some takeaways from this weekend and we're going to get to your calls this at 888-888-729-3776. Let's hear these takeaways, Jay.
4: I get some music, Yates. What you got for me? Okay. First off, takeaway. Cavs versus Knicks. I see you, New York. I see you, Jalen Brunson, from the time you've been like eight years old and your dad was clawing me on the Chicago Bulls. You are a 3.0 version of him. I see you putting the work, but I have a bigger question for New York City fans and Knicks fans. You're going to beat a team in which Donovan Mitchell, who I love, who is my boy, but 11 points, has more turnovers than field goals in that game, was a huge loss for the Cavs. But Julius Randle, your team wins the game. You get benched in the fourth quarter. You have not played well in this series, and you don't talk to the media when the game's over after your team won the game. You're the lone all-star on this team. Please, please buy into what's going on. Buy into R.J. Barrett finally playing well. Emmanuel quickly had zero points. And I know that the camera kept paneling over to you in the fourth quarter. And you you tried. You got involved. But just talk to the media. Own up that you haven't been playing well, but your team is still winning. I beg of you. Do not make it about you, but make it more about the Knicks winning and being up 3 one Versus the Cavs. Next up, the worst superstar of all time, Stephen A. Smith. You are my man. You are my big brother. But I can't allow you to do this about Kawhi. I know that Kawhi has not been there. I know that there's been low management around the way he's handled things. I know there's been challenges for Ty Lu and not knowing whether your superstar is going to be, quote, unquote, available or not. But let's not act like Kawhi Leonard, who is a two time finals MVP, a two time champion, is also making the choice not to be available for game three and game four. Like, I believe that Kawhi Leonard will play if he could play, but I can't hold it against him that maybe Father Time and his body just aren't built long term for basketball. And I'm not going to allow people of the media key, as we talk about, to make it seem like Kawhi is choosing not to be available. Oh, he can't play through pain. He played through pain in game two. Now, it may not be the level that people want it to be. He may not be able to play the amount of games that people want him to play, mm. but that doesn't mean that he's doing that on purpose to try to say, well, I'm oh. not t-. he's tough, man. Come on, let's not make that the narrative Quick, quick question, about Kawhi. Uh, quick question for me, Jay. Talk to me.
3: Are you on first take today? No,
4: I'm not. Thursday. Okay. All right. All Thursday. I look I forward to did. addressing it with Stephen A on Thursday.
3: No, I just didn't know because I was going to say I'm going to tune in for sure. Thursday, for sure. it's going to be explosive. Explosive content. <laughs>
4: Third up on the list, the, the Heat are up 2-1, to one, but don't believe it. I'm sorry, Nick Harrison, you're my boy. I'm sorry, Eric Spoelstra, you're my boy. But they're undersides, and Giannis is going to come back and play in game four. Giannis, I think, could have played in game three. And I give Jimmy Butler and the Heat a lot of credit. They did their thing. But this team is undersized. And I think when Giannis comes back in game four, there's nothing that's going to make me believe that the Heat are going to win this series. Because if Giannis comes back, they're going to win this series. But until they do, more props to the Heat for it. But I don't believe it. Sorry. Last up on the list. People keep talking about fights. Max, I love boxing. I love it. I've known about you for a long time. I've trained for a long time. It's one of the best sports that should deserve and receive more attention. The liver shot by Tank Davis was one of the realest shots I've seen in a long time. Now, happen to first off the fight, and I got some questions to ask you, Max, about the hydration clause that Conor McGregor talked about post game with Ryan Garcia. But the liver shot is one of these shots that people are talking about, the shot, uh, the the fight being rigged and uh, people going down. If you haven't boxed before, if you've never taken a liver shot, don't say anything. Do not talk to me because you have no idea what the hell you're talking about. It's one of the hardest shots in MMA and boxing overall in general. It essentially paralyzes the body. The fight was everything I wanted it to be. Max, I would love to hear your interpretation of it. First of
2: all, Tank Davis. So Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia fight a, uh, a big, big fight. Ryan Garcia has almost 10 million Instagram followers. Tank Davis is a huge star. He packs arenas, right? And this was highly anticipated. Ryan Garcia really pursued this fight. He wanted to make a big fight. And Tank wasn't against it. But because Garcia was willing to concede a lot, the fight got made. Two networks worked with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can see when two fighters want it or at least one fighter really wants it and the other one's not opposed to it, you can overcome the fact that there are different networks with different promoters. If there's enough money in the pot, you could figure it out.
4: They even bet online. Like, oh, yeah, you win, you get the whole purse. Yeah, they, like, fighters but, do but that's that sometimes really and happening. no one ever holds them to okay, it. Okay, exactly.
2: Yeah. So – so, they, so in order to make the fight, Ryan Garcia agreed to all kinds of rehydration clauses. Because even though Tank has fought at 140 pounds, Ryan Garcia is the taller, bigger fighter. So
4: you have two weigh-ins, correct?
2: Yes. You have, okay. you have the one weigh-in, you've got to weigh this, one pound over the 100, lightweight 100, limit, it, 136. Yeah. And then the next day you can't weigh more than 10 pounds above that, which you would think, 10 pounds in a day? Yeah, man, fighters rehydrate more than that frequently, right? So, because they have the the, the weigh in the day before now, it used to be weigh in same day. Same day. So guys exactly. were more like in their right weight classes. But anyway, the fight itself. Yet, yeah, do I think the rehydration thing played into it? Unfortunately, yes, because it gives people an excuse, and Tank didn't need one. Ryan Garcia is a very good fighter. Tank looks to be perhaps a great one. He was his analysis of the fight afterward was exactly on the money he was always one step ahead of Ryan Garcia. He knew what he was going to do, and he's just a better, more complete boxer with more tools, a deeper tool mm-hmm. chest, right? So he, he, could, he could take away Garcia's left hook, which is his Sunday punch, and, and just outbox him, which is what happened, and eventually countered him in the body with a liver shot, which, as you say, Jay, people who are like, Garcia quit or it was fixed. <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya, Hoya who's Garcia's thing. promoter. Same thing against who, Who, Jay? You watch it. Bernard Hopkins. Up, yep. He moved up to fight Hopkins. Hopkins hit him with a, with a left hand in the liver. End of the fight. So there's nothing Garcia could do at that point. It was a delayed reaction. He took a hard shot in the liver, and that was it. Tank is an excellent all-around fighter, not just with boxing ability and fast twitchies, but with real punching power in both hands. And it seems to me, Jay, that the big super fight, Look, Saquon Barkley tweeted about it after Shaqar the. Shakur
4: Stevenson, it's time now.
2: Eventually, it's time. not yet, not, not yet. yet, because because the lightweight champion is Devin Haney. Devin Haney's fighting Lomachenko on ESPN in, a, in later in this in May, and that'll be the lightweight champ. But Shakur is now in that division. Shakur will probably fight the winner of that fight of Haney Lomachenko. Shakur will be favored to win. And once that happens, a Shakur Tank Davis fight. I need fight? to see it.
4: I need to see it, Max. Well, we're I'll going say- to that that, that fight. Ha- no, that we're going fight. to that fight. Last thing we're I'll say, going. real
2: quick, is real super fights are not promoted into existence. This is how it works. The dust settles. There's Pacquiao. There's Mayweather. There's Sugar Ray Leonard. There's Marvin Hadley. There's Muhammad Ali. There's Joe Frazier. You know, right now it's Terence Crawford, Errol Spence. Hopefully, they make that. When the dust settles in this, it always seemed to me it's going to be Shakur. And tank doesn't mean it's going to be that, but it feels that way. Feels to guys like Saquon Barkley, it's going to be that way.
3: Ooh. Jay just picked me up at Van Nuys, and I got you. Okay, I got you. Well, come on, Scooby. We're all we'll going will do the show one. from Vegas. All that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm making. Hey, you that got me. Happen. Jay gonna, Jay Tito bro to Van Nuys. Van Nuys to lock it in. Was it McLaren or whatever it was called in Vegas? Yeah, McLaren. Yeah, yeah. McLaren. Lock it yeah. In. Van there Nuys go. to
2: McLaren. Yeah. You know. Key and I have have the uh, little secrets. We can't. We don't need to advertise But the fake PJ from, from, to McLaren.
3: No, I'm 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 but going to Jay's PJ. I'm, yeah, but I'm coming saying, to McLean, me If that up. doesn't work You're out, you cool,
2: If that doesn't work out, you do the fake PJ. It's okay. It's, well, well, it's not
3: really a fake PJ, but it's a, it, it yeah. works for us. It works. It works all day.
2: <laughs> all right. Eight eight eight. Say ESPN seven two nine three seven seven six. You get to weigh in on Dylan Brooks and LeBron ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, Jay, Will and Max, coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. 8 Who's
4: the black sheep? What's the black say sheep?
2: Say ESPN. This, I think this came out right before you got to New York, Key. I want to say you were still in L.A. and probably in college when this dropped. Right
3: around, yeah, right around that time.
2: Yeah. Greco in Queens, you're on KJM ESPN Radio.
3: Hey. Hey. Okay,
1: Hold up. Greco on the mission. With Keyshawn, Jay, and Max on your television. Boy, we talking sports all the time. And Kellerman will probably say it's a loaded rhyme. When Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max on the air. Key, Jay, Will, and Max on the air. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max on the air. Keyshawn, Jay, and Max on the air. Good morning, fellas.
4: What up, baby? <laughs> got a chorus and everything I like that, yo. That yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Hopefully, hopefully, Jay. I know you, you, you digs me, but Key and, and and Jay. You know, Key put his head down last time, and Max put his hand on his mouth. But and you know, but it's all good. I, I had to come with one for Max that that he would probably fail. But, You know, it's all gravy. It's all
4: right, you gotta bring your top game on the show, baby.
1: But no, no, all, all jokes aside, I was uh, I was I was coming with um with with Dylan Brooks and and LeBron James. Now Dylan. He said LeBron was old. Uh, of course he's older than you. He's been in the league a lot longer than you and he's a- accomplished a whole lot more and you were are, are dreaming to have the same career as LeBron which will never be. So again, his thing is I got to play the villain, but he can't be a bad boys Pistons team all by himself. The whole team got to buy into something like that. Interesting.
2: Mm. That's an interesting point, guys. Like you try to if you want to have a whole team mentality like that, it's a little different than if you just have one dude, right? Like, if you took Dylan Brooks off Sacramento, they wouldn't be known as the bad guys.
3: When did it's Dylan Brooks play for Sacramento?
2: Oh, sorry. What, what did I say? i <laughs> 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 Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Never mind that. Kimberly A.
2: Martin, ESPN NFL reporters here. <laughs> okay. Sacramento's not known as the bad guys, by the no. way. No. Um, go, go ahead. Kimberly. Look, let's take a look at Kimberly because if I don't comment on her why
6: now? Why start now?
2: Appearance. Start now? I get. I get in her bitterly rebuked. I
4: like it today. Yeah,
2: beautiful as always. That'll be my general comment. Mm. Yo, the green laces
3: though. I love the green ooh, laces. Tough.
6: I, I love these green laces. Every, you know what's funny? These just these just drop. People think I'm repping the Celtics. Let's be clear. I'm from New York. I'm not repping Boston for anything. Mm. These are just cute sneakers. That's yeah. about it. That's the extent of that. How do you feel? Max always has opinions about my sneakers. You good?
2: I, the only time <sighs> I've ever snapped on your sneakers, your sneakers are 2000s. always fresh. Yeah. You yeah. Brought it, she brought in the Chewy 3000s First one time. First of all, then they, the Jordan was ones with yeah. it on with the, the tongue. Sure. That's the only Max time. Just
6: doesn't, Max just doesn't know
2: Otherwise, I, By good. the way, you notice how I'm like, oh, you look beautiful as always. You're like, oh, whatever, you roll your eyes. Jay <laughs> says, look at the green laces. You're like, oh, thank you, Jay. <laughs> Yes, I said you're
4: beautiful. He said you have green laces on. Yeah,
6: yeah, 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 yeah. Because Jay stays with the compliments. Jay always makes me feel good. You're very
4: self-conscious now, Max. You could just stay in your lane. Just focus on yourself. All right,
6: all right, (laughs) Kim. What's up, Key? Kimberly. Let's let's cut to the chase here. Who's going number
2: one overall? That's the question. NFL draft.
6: Yeah, it's gonna be Bryce Young. Um, which is wild. But think about it. Every year we go through this. It's the, oh, Mac Jones definitely going to the San Francisco 49ers, oh, clearly. And then it's like, oh, guess what? They went with Trey Lance. Um, yeah, right now you talk to anybody and they say Bryce Young. The interesting thing uh, is that the draft really starts, I think, at Houston. Because not just will they go, you know, will they take CJ Stroud, but will they go QB at all? Or mm. will they go defensive player? So I think things will get really, really intriguing at two.
3: Well, Kim you mentioned mm-hmm. c j. Stroud mm-hmm. <laughs> you mentioned c j Stroud yes, but now all of a sudden there's these you know how they do the <gasps> you know the, the negative mm-hmm. rumors mm-hmm. that float out mm-hmm. about his uh, inability to pick up whatever what, what is that called again uh j and Max? what do they call it the 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 uh the test that they they're doing oh the s s2, s2? s2 yeah s two yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so now all of a sudden the s2 is a problem. Right. For him, and he's supposed to be. I just sum it up by saying not smart. Okay, probably doesn't that's play the way video I look games is my guess. And, and so, is this why people starting to think that Houston may pass on a quarterback? And they because of this sort of stuff that's out there.
6: Well, I will say every year around this time, when you talk to football evaluators, they'll say, you know, we do this you know, November, December, January, February, we're looking at guys' films, we're, we're talking to teams, we're talking to different coaches and stuff like that in the college ranks. So they feel, football evaluators feel like it's actually the media... That, get, that finally catches up to what the draft evaluators in football buildings actually think. Mm. So it, so the question, I always hate draft time when it's like, why is so-and-so falling? It's like, did they fall? Or, or has this, has, have teams always felt this way about guys? Yes. But mm-hmm. the information, all, all, now all of a sudden it's being filtered out. Um, with C.J. Stroud, what bothers me is that every year, you know, a couple years ago it was Justin Fields. All of a sudden, oh, the kid's lazy, and oh, you, you laugh. first, first, last one in, first one out, all that kind of stuff. Now it's C.J. Stroud from the Brady Quinn situation with him not going to the Brady can- the the Peyton Manning Manning like, passing academy, <laughs> like all these, all these things. Like this is what bothers me because things are put out about these guys without any sort of thought given to the repercussions. Um, and, the, and, and the fallout, which is, this is their careers. Um, I did talk to a couple GMs last night, um, asked if the S2 score was a red flag with CJ Stroud, and he said, he said it, it would be a red flag in a sense, but I would more so go with what, what we're able to do with him when he sees us. Like, what you know, our interviews, at, like when we sit down with him, what are we able to gauge from him as opposed to just test scores? And let's be clear. If you're on the fence about a guy or if you really like another guy, you'll use whatever to justify your position, um, that confirmation bias thing. Like, ooh, yeah, I wasn't sure about C.J. Stride. Up oh, no, here's something else that points. But when you talk to certain people in the league, they'll say – I don't care what a test says when I turn on the film, he looks like he processes pretty damn well and he makes good decisions on the football field. And there are a lot of football players currently in the NFL who have tested well and do dumb things on the football field in games that actually cost you wins and losses. So uh, I just don't, I hate it for the kid. Um, hopefully he goes somewhere.
3: Yeah. I, 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 I never was one, as I told you, Jay, to buy into that back yeah. when I was playing the wonder score was, and mm-hmm. it was, it was all about the wonderlick score. And, you have to, when when guys are tested, it's like anything in school. Are you into that test? Do you really feel like, okay, I'm going to sit down and really go through this? I might have had one of the lowest scores in the history of the Wonderland. Guess what I did, though? I went in there and went, because I knew I was going number one. It didn't matter. So I just went in and did anything. I was <laughs> like...
4: No, exactly. I just went in there. and was
6: like, (laughs)
3: "Let's get this over with." Excuse my ignorance, so like, what what is
4: the S two judge? Like, what what kind of questions are on? Reaction time, right?
6: And it's supposed to test. Yeah, it's supposed to test like intelligence and how how quickly you can like read and react. Of course,
4: it's
5: different. It's different
2: when like like Mike Tyson says, everyone has a plan until Until you you get get punched in in the mouth, right? Like it's different in live
6: action. Action when these
2: two hundred eighty pounders are coming at you.
6: Yep, yep. So where do you think CJ drops to? So that's the interesting thing because, you know, I've talked to people who have said – I've talked to GMs and other teams who are behind the Texans, you know, out of the top ten who have said, I can see the Texans going with QB. And I've also talked to people who have said, I can see them not going with a QB, but they need to. But think about one GM I thought – it was interesting last night. He had said, you know, if you're running that system, you don't need a top-tier quarterback. Like, if you're the Texans, you might be in that building thinking – Eh, you know, D'Amico Ryan just came from San Francisco. Their OC has San Francisco ties. Like, we just went, they just went through a season where it's like they had 1,900 quarterbacks. Um, they've, they've made it work based off of the system and the Shannon system. And do you really need a guy that's like, oop, he's the best? Or can you just get a guy who's not, who's going to make smarter decisions and just run the offense the way you see fit? So,
2: Kimberly A. Martin for some With the reason, green has switched her allegiance to the Boston Celtics. I do Oh, know
6: why. Max, don't it's have weird. my mentions in shambles. It's Listen, weird. I'm from New York City. We will never rep Boston. Kim- yeah, there either. you go.
2: This is why you got to <laughs> love Kimberly Martin, who appears on such platforms across ESPN. As- this Justin, <laughs> 2 p.m. Eastern. Thank you, Kimberly. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Warriors King series tied at 2. Dylan Brooks decidedly not on the Sacramento Kings, Jay. I don't know why you thought
5: that. I never said that, Max. Is this series over, KJM? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful
7: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J.
2: Will, yes. and Max, ESPN Radio. We are joined now by the great Monica McNutt, ESPN basketball
8: analyst. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, fellas. What up, cuz? Oh, it's a Monday morning in the playoffs. You know how that goes. Your Knicks won yesterday, though. Ha! The Knicks did win yesterday. How was the Garden? Garden was crazy. We sat in the ESPN suite at least for a half. It was insane. I mean, as we're walking out to go across the street, all the fans are like, we should be up by more. Which was very true if the Knicks had better three-point shooting. Um, But ultimately, you win a ball game and sit Julius Randle in the fourth. Shout out to Obi Toppin. Let's go. Uh, Can
4: I ask you, though? uh, So, uh, Julius gets benched in the fourth. And I, the camera kept paneling over to him, like, looking for, like, some kind of a reaction. I mean, mm-hmm. he cheered on his team. Mm-hmm. But then just for him to dip out after the game and not talk to the media, like, what's that about? In well, a win.
8: Two, th- A couple things. I think folks forgot that he had a really bad ankle sprain with five games to go in the regular season. Yep. Uh, so I think that had caught up to him a little bit. For all the growth that Julius has shown this year, um, if he doesn't have to, he's not going to. And that's kind of just where it is.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any correlation between his diminished effectiveness and therefore kind of importance in the offense and the Knicks' increased success?
8: No, because game one, he was huge. Um, I think even though he didn't necessarily have a stat line that you rave about in game, what are we at, four? Game three, I thought his presence was important. Yesterday, he just was ineffective, and I think that ankle injury catches up to him. But this team... Without him going down the last five games, quite frankly, I don't know that OB has the confidence to produce the way that he did yesterday.
3: Monica, you, you were at the game, so you had a chance to see him go up 3-1. Is this team, is this team able to compete beyond this
8: round, beyond Cleveland? Uh, I think if Milwaukee doesn't have Giannis, there's a conversation. But I will say of the top three teams in the East – They've played really well and gotten wins over Philly and Boston. I think they actually, I don't know what it is with Boston. They seem to show up and play their best ball versus them. The nature of a series is there's plenty of time to make adjustments. And the adjustments, frankly, are what concerns me. Because even though they're up 3-1 in this series, there's not a ton of wrinkles to the offense. There's different guys that have good games. But ultimately, it's a heavy reliance on Jalen Brunson, iso ball. And he's been terrific. But I think you look at the defensive caliber that's about to kick up a notch when you talk about any of those three teams. And in particular, the Bucks, who they were running to. and it's a little bit of a different story in my mind. Is it series over though? Uh, I think it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
4: Donovan, Donovan Mitchell uh, <laughs> is still a name that people kind of float around. Like, oh, we could have, we could have gotten him as a as a Knicks fan. Um, Eleven points, more turnovers than field goals. It seems like they're a one dimensional team. Like outside of pick and roll between him and Darius Garland, there's really nothing for them to do. Like what? What do you think about his performance thus far,
8: Jay? Honestly, I'm so surprised. Right? Like, yes, I work for MSG, but we also cover the league at at large for for us. Right. And I did not realize two things, that the Cavs don't have any depth and just how one-dimensional their offense was, right? I was like, ooh, the Cavs' back line, like Julius typically struggles against long, lean defenders, but he's been able to take advantage of his strength versus them. And then when he's not in, OB, Isaiah Hardenstein yesterday, uh, Mitchell Robinson, like the length has not bothered any of the Knicks' back line. So I'm not sure what's up in terms of Donovan's productivity it's um, wild. Neither team has been able to connect from the three-point line. Like, it's yeah. actually kind of nasty if you're just a basketball fan. Um, but the Cavs offense, they sort of have the same Achilles heel that the Knicks have, and there's just a, not that much creativity.
2: Monica, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler every year, for example. I'll use him as an example. You know, no one really thinks of him as a top five player. He's top 10, 15. And then the playoffs start. And by the middle of the playoffs, you are like, you know, it, if he's top five in the playoffs <laughs> every year, doesn't that kind of mean he's top five? Jalen Brunson. What he's doing now, the way the Mavs looked with him and without him, now the way the Knicks look, the fact that he's the best player in the series, Donovan Mitchell's on the other side. What are you thinking about him now? Where are we
8: with Brunson's position in the NBA? Uh, He definitely should have been an all-star. I think that was a huge swing and miss. Um, I feel like the, the potential award of most improved is not grammatically correct when it comes to Jalen like mm. most unlocked maybe but I don't know that he's actually improved he's been on a bit bigger stage and had to carry the load I think that that was there and I remember having a conversation with Knicks folks in the process of the trade going down it was kind of like ah but it's a really small sample size and Jonathan Wallace shout out to Jonathan Wallace booster accused but shout out to Jonathan Wallace he goes man are you kidding me it's a small sample size yes but it was in the playoffs that's when it's At its peak, that's when everything is heightened. He's like that dude's gonna be fine, and of course, he goes back with his dad Rick, so he knew um, insider knowledge as well. But I just think that they gotta get—they do need to get Jalen more help. I think everything comes so heavy now. Granted, he's been able to flourish and come up with big buckets, but that team desperately needs like a shooter. What kind of help? Are you
4: back on the RJ Barrett train?
8: I never got off. off. Okay. Okay. I think we had A lot to, of fans have gotten off. Yeah. I, I wasn't trade RJ camp at all. I never got off. I think... And this is why I think RJ is actually succeeding in a series, Jay. Because I think RJ is so cerebral almost to his detriment sometimes. And so Jalen and Julius were very clear on what they got to do and what their role is for this team. RJ's... If it's a good day of shooting, I'm going to space the floor for them. If it's not, I'm going to attack, but i got to find my spots when Julius and Mitch and them aren't in my way. A series? He's had a chance to watch film, and this team is playing him the same way? Like yesterday, he's splitting Allen and Mobley and finishing at the rim? Like that is pure, I've been studying these guys on film, and I'm ready to rock and roll. So I still want him to find his jump shot, uh, particularly from three, but I want this whole team to find their jump shot, so I'm not mad at that. I wasn't off the RJ train, I do think that, Are just probably a third piece though. Like he's not going to be the guy, but when he's playing well, there are definitely upside. There's upside to his game.
3: Monica McNutt, ESPN basketball analyst, joining us this morning, Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Uh, Monica, what do you think? Or better yet, let's talk about this team out west and the Lakers, along with the Memphis Grizzlies. What do you think about what uh, Dylan Brooks of the Sacramento Kings? Right, Max. Dylan Brooks (laughs) of the Sacramento (laughs) Kings. I can't believe Jay said that on the radio. (laughs) What do you think about what he said in terms of the media playing a major role in why people look at him the way that they do and why he was eventually ejected from the game?
8: I didn't hear the whole sound, Key, but, like, correct. Congratulations. Like, I don't – I mean, I don't think – Here's the thing about the media. The media can't straight up make up something if you don't give them some of the ingredients, right? Right. Like, maybe the cake is more elaborate. It's a five-layer cake, and perhaps your ingredients were, like, a Betty Crocker box pound cake, but, like, (laughs) you started it, bro. Like, what do you mean? I don't think Dylan has to be honest about what he said on the microphone, how he's behaved in games, and I think it's actually interesting because you think about Draymond, and I think over the summer, he may have sat down with Taylor Rooks, and he talked about kind of the toll of being the villain, So I understand that Dylan may be having a a look in the mirror sort of moment. But, like, dude, you started this.
2: Mm. He did indeed. Meantime, (laughs) Jalen Brunson and R.J. Barrett were in the zone. (laughs) Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. I was just trying to figure out a way to loop it back so I could do that read. But there was no smooth way to do it, Monica.
4: Monica, can I ask you about Sacramento and Golden State last night? Let's
8: talk about it, Jay. Let's
4: get into it. So, like, the, the last play.
8: I hate it. All right, first
4: off, I, I ask, why even call time timeout if you're Mike Brown? Like, let it be chaotic, right? Let De'Aaron okay. Fox go. Okay. And then, like, why wouldn't you why wouldn't you run a 1-4 flat? Like, why would you try to bring up Harrison Barnes for a screen it, just to get Steph on him? But De'Aaron's been in his bag the whole game. It's not like Draymond's been an elite, elite. That's the first time Draymond's guarded him the whole series like that.
8: Uh, yeah. Okay, that's a great question. A 1-4 flat would definitely help because my question was, like, As good as De'Aaron Fox is, he's literally the clutchest in the league, he's still kind of slight of build, right? And so you let two defenders load up and wait for him. Like, what are we doing? I wanted him coming off a screen. I wanted him going to Malik Monk's side. Like, Malik Monk has been playing better down the stretch. I I hated the whole thing. I just hated the whole thing. And granted, he lost his handle a little bit. I'm not – I was okay with the timeout, um, but I just thought it would – Provide something a little more creative. Like, mm. put, you, the Warriors were literally waiting. like From
4: they, the coach of the year in NBA.
8: I'm like, we're not going to get this man coming off a screen. We're not going to get no action. Like, create some confusion, something. Ugh. They
2: also got an open look at three in a one-point game.
8: Yeah, but the, the look wasn't for him. Like, that was See? a byproduct of it not being right. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. But I'm
2: saying, even so, the shot that they got, as Jay points out, you it can take a higher it. percentage yeah, shot than that. Three. It's
8: a
4: one-point game. Yeah. And also, Monica, it let's go back to three. the Stephen Curry timeout situation. How... <sighs> You and I have been in so many huddles. There's always one assistant coach. like, oh, we got one timeout left, or we got zero
8: timeouts (laughs) left, no timeouts. How does that go unnoticed? Do do you understand how I was like, another one of those, is this your king moment? Like, Uh, this uh, uh. this is the team that is so seasoned, wah, wah, wah. Looking like the rooks in this moment. I'm, I was livid. The Kings did not capitalize on that game yesterday.
2: That, that was, I mean, like, if, like, if the shot falls, like, for everything you guys don't like, he still had a pretty good look. If Harrison Barnes' shot falls, they have a up 3 1 going it, home. The it's Warriors, it, I'm with you, Max. It's pretty much a wrap. I'm with you, but it didn't fall. It didn't fall. So now who's the, pre- now,
8: Warriors still got to get one on the road. They yeah. got to get it. Yeah. Because, and they're, I, you know, I, um, we earlier last week. How do you feel after Game Two? It's, and the pendulum has swung to the Kings for me. Like I, I, the Warriors have not shown me they can show up on the road yet. Kings still have home court.
4: I, I don't. I don't. I don't know, man.
8: They just haven't shown me yet.
4: And I, I, I could very I hear well you. be wrong. I hear you. It's just like now. I feel like we're getting into the meat of the series, where I hope it goes seven. Mm-hmm. By the way, yeah. I want it, it feels to go like seven it's four. going seven. It's mm-hmm. the best series there is mm-hmm. that we have in playoffs right now. But there is something about experience that I, I think is going to – and Jordan Poole, sometimes I feel like Golden State's been a little bit loose with the ball. It frustrates me. But I, I'm going to actually slightly favor experience in this one.
8: Mm. Here's here's my thing on experience. Like, I also think counterpoint, youth, naivete, if you will,
0: mm-hmm.
8: like playing free, playing light, I, I think that matters. And and to me –
2: They don't got the baggage. They don't have they – not ca- Nothing, yeah. right? Yeah.
8: I, to me, that experience is – more important to what that team has been able to do defensively over their storied run, and they don't have that this year. Okay. This is not this is not the Although year.
2: Draymond did force the ball out of DeAaron Fox's hands and into the hands of a guy you want taking the shot in that situation.
8: <laughs> this is a bad play call. Monica Monica, <laughs> I'm, still, no. Monica, I'm
3: still you know, I'm still I'm still here. I'm me, you know. You just I'm here. I ain't changed the nothing. I'm just okay, saying, key.
8: You know. <laughs> All right, punkin.
7: Have you ridden an electric e bike yet?
2: KJM, we're presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN Radio. If one of the quarterbacks in the NFL draft starts to slide, or, as Kimberly A. Martin said, and Key, this is right up your alley. I'm sure you love this. Are they really sliding, though? Are they really sliding, or is it just the media misinterpreting the signals,
3: you know, and thinking they're higher like, on, on teams' draft boards than they are? Interesting. No, enough, Max. You already know it's right up my alley, right? Right up it, alley. It's like... Are they really sliding? I mean, like, come on. Like like I said, it's not last week. Like I said, it's not that they're sliding. It's that people in the media, so to speak, or people that cover the game, says they should do this. They should take a quarterback. It's like, well, just because you say they should take a quarterback. And I said this on NFL Live the other day when I I was talking to Mel, and and, and, um, Mel was actually going to join us at the 9 o'clock hour. I was speaking to him on NFL Live, and I said – just because somebody says that you have to take that position doesn't necessarily mean that you have to take that position because personnel people may see things differently than what you see right you may have well, always seen it their board may have always been different than what has been always. reported i mean it's just it's just that's just i guess the way people that set mock drafts, people that cover this stuff from the beginning to the end Jay. you know it's like when you in basketball right, Jay. The, 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 the Houston Rockets should take a seven-footer. It's like, well, what, what makes you say they should because he's seven feet? So, maybe, so let's maybe say this. they take Jay instead. Key, let's
2: say this. Let's, say, but let's just define slide as a guy who's projected by the media to go higher up in the first round, and it doesn't happen. This yeah. is brought to you by – KJM is brought to you by Beacon. Beacon and Beacon Pro Plus app helps roofers get things done from anywhere, 24-7, Beacon always building. So, so by that definition of slide – if a quarterback starts to, should other teams consider drafting them? Let's go team by team, okay? Jets got the thirteenth pick. Should they consider taking a guy if he slides?
3: No. Do, oh, do, do they, they have Aaron Rodgers? Do, do, yeah, that's about to say do they have Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. That's a yeah. No, that's an easy no key. No, they okay. should they take a quarterback with the thirteenth pick? Yep. No. Should they find a quarterback in the draft later yeah, on?
4: Yes. Yes.
2: But like, in other words, if Hendon Hooker's there at thirteen,
3: you let it go. I'm not. I can't. I'm probably. Uh. Yeah, Hendon Hooker. I'm kid, taking. I'm, I, but, I'm telling you right now. I'm taking Hendon Hooker. I, I gotta. There. I gotta. If
2: Hendon Hooker's hmm. there for the Giants, I'm taking. Hendon See, I don't
3: Hooker. know. Here, here's what I'm gonna say, Coach. Is I don't know the conversations that Joe Douglas is having with the staff. Exactly. So if I knew the conversations that Joe Douglas was having with the staff in this thought process and what he's having with, I almost called him Brett Favre, Lord, have mercy, having with Aaron Rodgers, then I can give you a definitive answer on that. Because if he's having a conversation with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers says, I'm done after the 2024 season, now that's now you can look at it differently. Mm-hmm. right? If he says, I'm going to give you 23 and 24 and then I'm done. So now you say, I could take Hendon Hooker, we can rehab him, and then get him ready to take over once Aaron Rodgers is done. So it's, a,
4: it, it, it's it, a little bit different. Is there anything to a conversation with Green Bay and Brian Goodekunst on what quarterbacks potentially he does like? That maybe like maybe that's the trade value, right? I mean that's an asset that you can then utilize. Well no,
2: because Aaron. they don't want to give them the thirteenth pick, period. So if you yeah, gotta and, use the 13th pick, got, remember, you're Jay. It. Yeah,
3: Jay, yeah, Jay, remember yeah. they already got Jordan Love. Yeah. Yeah. And they gotta make yeah. a decision on Jordan Love's fifth year option here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah Bill Barnwell like,
2: had a good solution I thought, um, which was uh it's a three way deal with Seattle where everyone gets some pretty good stuff, um the Jets go from thirteen to twenty, but they still got that pick in the first round, mm. and that's the, they give up the thirteen, but they get the twenty. What about the Vikings? Key, should, if they, they're they're picking twenty third.
3: Let's say, let's assume they should try bookers. to absolutely. They should try to absolutely find if they if they like one of these five guys or four guys, they should absolutely take a quarterback. Absolutely, yeah, because Kirk Cousins isn't there for the long haul, and they've got to now try to find his his successor, whoever. They think, uh, you know, a secession plan coming along who they think could potentially take over for him when they decide to not give him any more money. Yeah, I would say at
4: 23rd, I think you may find value there, right? I mean, he still gives Kirk Cousins, like, you know, you bring in somebody younger, give them time. Because for me, Aaron Rodgers leaves that division. He's the cream
3: of the crop in the division. You can move up, though. You don't have to sit it. It's like, if somebody, if they say, we like one of these quarterbacks, and depending on who's in front of them and slightly behind him who needs a quarterback that they feel may jump them to 18 or jump them to the end somewhere in the middle of the teens. Maybe there's a deal to be done to get them in a position where if that quarterback starts to slide that they like, they jump up in front of somebody and grab him. that could potentially be the case. But I, you know, it's hard to really say, Unless I'm in the room and understanding their thought process long term, okay, Key. I'm going to throw out a bunch of names,
2: and I want you to tell me the team that if a quarterback slides, that's the one that should that Ra- should. Bounce. Rapid fire for Key among among the Lions and Titans and Falcons, the Pats, the Bucks, Washington. Among that group of teams, who should be like, Yup, we got a. If it's Hendon, I just figure it'd be Hendon Hooker. If it's Hooker, is there for which one of those teams
3: would you be like, you got to jump? I, I would say the Raiders. The Raiders have got to, to figure it out. Uh, the Pats, nah, they don't need to. They just drafted a guy that they like or whatever. Um, who else did you say? Tampa. Tampa
1: Bay, maybe. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
7: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet?